to this live podcast on Twitch, where you get the news that how our researcher and scientist keep on researching on different various topics uh, and help us to improve our lifestyle. And yes, these are the articles which we are posted on on our website named postscientist.com. If you are willing to check it out, please check it out. Otherwise, listen to this podcast because it acts like an archive on the daily basis of the news and analysis and uh, uh, get you up to date from the research industry. So yeah, without wasting any time, let's get started. Simple process extract valuable magnesium salt from seawater. Hmm. Since ancient times, humans have extracted salts like table salt from the ocean. While table salt is the easiest to obtain, seawater is a rich source of different minerals and uh, researchers are exploring which ones they can pull from the uh, ocean. One such mineral magnesium is abundant in the sea and increasing usefully on the land. Magnesium has emerging sustainability related applications including in carbon capture, low carbon cement and potential uh, next generation batteries. These applications are bringing renewed attention to domestic magnesium production. Currently magnesium is obtained in the United States through an energy intensive process from salt lake brines some of which are in danger due to droughts. The Department of Energy included magnesium on its recently released list of critical materials from domestic production. A paper published in Environment Science and Technology Letter shows how researchers at Pacific Northwest National Laboratory PNNL and the University of Washington UW have found a simple way to isolate a pure magnesium salt, a feedstock for magnesium metal from seawater. Their new method flows two solutions side by side in a long stream called the laminar co-flow method. The process takes advantage of the fact that the following solution creates a constantly reacting boundary. Fresh solution flow by never allowing the system to reach a balance. This method plays a trick, uh, plays a new trick with an old process in the mid 20th century chemical companies successfully created magnesium feedstock from seawater by mixing it with sodium hydroxide commonly known as oil the result uh, the resulting magnesium hydroxide salt which gives the antacid antacid milk of magnesia its name was then proposed to make magnesium metal However, the process results in a complex mixture of magnesium and calcium salt which are hard and costly to separate. This uh, recent work produces pure magnesium salt enabling more efficient processing. Normally, people more uh, separation research forward by developing more complicated materials said PNNL chemist and DOW affiliate professor of material science and engineering Chinme Suban. This work is so exciting because we are talking a completely different approach. We found a simple process that works. When scaled, this process could help drive the renaissance of US magnesium production by generating primary feedstock. We are surrounded by a huge blue untapped resource, of course. From sequim water to solid salt, Suban 
and uh, the team tested their new method using seawater from the PNNL uh, sequin campus allowing the researcher to take advantage of PNNL uh, facilities across Washington state as a coastal science uh, staff member I just called a member of his sequin uh, chemistry team and requested a seawater sample said Subban the next day uh, we had a cooler delivered to our lab in Seattle inside we found a cold plex and a bottle of chilled sequin seawater this work uh, represents the collaboration that can help across PNNLs, Richlands, rich Seattle, and Sequim campuses. In the laminar co-flow method, the researcher flow receives water alongside a solution with hydroxide. The magnesium containing seawater quickly reacts to form a layer of solid magnesium hydroxide. This thin layer acts as a barrier to solution mixing. The flow process produces dramatically different results than simple solution mixing, said PNNL, postdoctoral research, Quingpu, Wang. The initial solid magnesium hydroxide barrier pr uh, prevents calcium from interacting with the hydroxide. We can selectively produce pure solid magnesium hydroxide without needing additional purification steps. The selectivity of this process makes it particularly powerful, generating pure magnesium hydroxide without any calcium contamination allows researchers to skip energy-intensive and expensive purification steps. Sustainability for the future The new and gentle process has the potential to be highly sustainable. For example, the sodium hydroxide used to extract the magnesium salt can be generated on site using seawater and marine renewable energy. Removing magnesium is a necessary pretreatment of for seawater, desalinization, coupling the new process with existing technologies could make it easier and cheaper to turn seawater into fresh water. The team is uh, particularly excited about the future of, uh, of the processes. This work is the first demonstration of the laminar co-flow method for selective separations. This new approach has many additional potential applications, but more work needs to be done to understand the underlying chemistry of the process. The knowledge gap offers new possibilities and research direction for powering the blue economy. We want to take this work from the Empirical to the predictive, said PNNL, material scientist Elias Nakozio. There is an exciting opportunity to develop a fundamental understanding of how this process operates while applying it to important problems like creating new energy materials and achieving selective separation of hard to separate ions for water treatment and resource recovery. Of course. So these are the things, these are the simple process uh, that our scientists uh, get uh, from the seawater, saline water to uh, get the specified ions for the uh, water treatment and many more things. So yep. Moving on towards next topic. New virus find that viruses may have eyes and ears on us. <laughs> okay, interesting. Let's see. New UMBC-led uh, UMBC research in frontiers in microbiology suggests that viruses are using information from the environment to decide when to sit tight inside their host and when to multiply and burst out, killing the host cell. The work has uh, implication 
for antiviral drug development hmm virus ability to sense its environment including elements produced by its host adds another layer of complexity to viral host interaction says ivan edel professor of biology science and senior author on the pa- uh, new paper right now viruses are exploiting the ability to their benefit but in the future he says we could exploit it to their de uh, treatment not a coincidence the new study focused on bacterial fungus uh, viruses that infect bacteria often referred to simply as phage or uh, phages the phages in the study can only affect their host when the bacterial cells have special appendages called pili flagella and that help uh, the bacteria move and mate the bacteria produce a protein called ctr a control a okay produce called ctr added controls when they generate uh, these uh, appendages the new paper uh, the new paper shows that many appendages dependent phages uh, have patterns in their dna where the ctr a protein can uh, attack sorry attach uh, called binding sites a phage having a binding site for a protein produced by its host is unusual adult says Hmm. Even more surprisingly, uh, Errol and his pa- uh, paper first author Elia Mascolo, a PhD student in Errol Labs, found that found through detailed genomic analysis, found uh, through detailed genomic analysis that these binding sites were not unique to a single phage, or even a single uh, group of phages. many different types of phages called ctra binding sites but they are all they all required their host to have pili or and or frag, uh, flagella to infect them it couldn't be a coincidence they decided the ability to monitor ctra levels has been invented multiple times throughout evolution by different phages that in fact different constantly related species demonstrate a similar trait it's called convergent evolution and it indicates that the trait is definitely useful timing is everything another uh, wrinkle in the story the first phase in which the research team identifies ctra binding sites infects a particular group of bacteria called coelobacterial rails Cyanobacterial rails are an especially well-studied uh, group of bacteria because they exist in two forms: a swarmer form that swims around freely and a stocked form that attaches to a surface. The swarmer have pili flagella and the stalks do not. In this bacteria, CTRA also regulates the cell size, uh, cell cycle, determining whether a cell uh, will divide evenly into two more of the same cell type or divide asymmetrically to produce one swarmer and one stock cell hmm. because the uh, the phages can only infect swarmer cell it is their best interest only to burst out of their host when there are many swarm cells available to infect generally coelobacterials live in a nutrient pure environments and they are very spread out but when they find a good pocket uh, pocket of a micro habitat they become stock cells and proliferate 
adult cells eventually producing large quantities of squamous cells so we uh, hypothesis the phages are monitoring ctrs levels which go up and down during the life cycle of the cycle to figure out when the swarmer cell is becoming a stock cell and becoming a factor of swarmer's adults and at the point they burst the cell because they are going to be many swarmer uh, swarmers nearby to infect listening in unfortunately the method to prove this hypothesis is labor intensive and extremely difficult so that wasn't part of their latest paper although errol and and colleagues hope to tackle that question in the future however the research team sees no other plausible explanation for the proliferation of ctra binding sites on so many different phages all of which require pili flagella to infect their host even more interesting they note are the application for viruses that infect other organism even humans everything that we know about phages every single evolutionary strategy they have developed have uh, has been shown to translate to viruses that infect plants and animals he says it's almost a given so if phages are listening in on their host the virus that affects humans are bound to do Uh, to be doing the same there are uh, there are few other documented example of phages monitoring their environment in in interesting ways but none uh, include so many different phages employing the same strategy against so many bacterial hosts this new approach is the first broad scope demonstration that phages are listening in what on what's going on in the cell in this case in terms of uh, cell development adults but more example are on the way he predicts already member of his lab have started looking for receptors for uh, other bacteria regulatory molecules in phages he says and they are finding them new therapeutic avenues the key takeaway from this research is that the virus is using cellular intel to make decisions adults and if it's happening in bacteria it's almost certainly happening in plants and animals because uh, if it's evolutionary strategy that makes sense evolution will discover it and exploit it hmm. for example to optimize its strategy for survival and replication on animal virus might want to know what kind of tissue it is in or how robust the host immune response is to its infection while it might be unsettling to think about all the uh, all the information viruses could gather and possibly used to make a, a stricker these t- uh, discovery also open up uh, avenues for new therapies if you are developing on antiviral drug and you know the virus is listening in on a particular signal then maybe you can fool the virus adults okay there are several steps away however for now we are just starting to realize how actually virus have eyes on us how they are monitoring what's going on around them and making decision based on that errol says it's fascinating of course it's fascinating and interesting findings uh, is given by this researcher because that's how everyone i guess everyone wants to, to do it otherwise you're not going to survive it on, on that surface on on that area even if i connected to the real life if you are uh, if you are um, ever uh, work in the business or work in the corporate uh, industry 
you also see that you need to spoke those words only that requires to your client or uh, that's a listening that's he wanted to listen or she wanted to listen uh, from your mouth so it's necessary to read the energy and understand it and multiply it and ac according to that uh, take actions like this viruses take this so not basically the, uh, they have eyes or um, eyes or ears but uh, it's like reading the energy and doing such action so that he can survive on the, uh, uh, on the on the surface or in the environment so yep if you are connected to those things so yep okay uh, moving on towards next topic approaching storm may delay launch drive from nasa moon rocket hmm an approaching storm threatens to delay nasa next launch uh, attempt uh, for its moon rocket already grounded for weeks by few leaks hmm a tropical depression in the southern caribbean is moving towards florida and could become a major hurricane managers on friday declared that the robot is now ready to blast off on its first as a flight after overcoming more hydrogen leaks during a fueling test earlier in the week it will be the first time a crew capsule orbits the moon in 50 years the spacecraft will carry many queens but no astronauts hmm. teams will keep monitoring the forecast and decide no later than saturday whether to not only delay the te uh, test flight but hold the uh, ro uh, rocket off the pad and back to the hangar it's unclear when the next launch uh, attempt would be whether october or even even november if the rocket must seek uh, shelter indoors preference is to remain at the launch pad and drive uh, for a tuesday uh, let off but there are still some uncertainty in the forecast uh, in the forecast said nasa tom witzmer deputy associate uh, administrator for exploration systems it takes 3 days of uh, preparation to get the rocket back into kennedy space center mammoth vehicle assembly building a 4 mile 6.4 kilometer trip lasting several hours i don't think we are cutting it close uh witzmer told reporters we are just uh, taking it uh, it a step at a time hmm. the 332 foot uh, foot 98 meter rocket can withstand gust of 85 मूव this would be the uh, this would be the third launch attempt for the space launch uh, system rocket the most powerful ever built by nasa few leaks and other technical problems scrapped the first two trials in late august and early september although hydrogen fueled script a past newly installed seals during uh, wednesday dress 
rehearsal the launch team got the leakage down to acceptable levels by slowing the flow and reducing the pleasure in the lines that gave the launch team the confidence to proceed with a tuesday launch attempt official said manager said that uh, the 30 year space shuttle program also show plenty of hydrogen fuel leaks and hurricane related rollbacks the moon rocket main engines are actually upgraded versions of what flew on shuttles also the space force has extended the certification of onboard batteries that are part of the flight safety system at least through the beginning of october nasa has just two chances to launch the rocket tuesday and october 2nd before a two week blackout period begins the new launch period would open october 17 astronauts would climb abroad for the second test flight around the moon in 2024 the third mission targeted by 2025 would see a pair of astronauts landing on the moon hmm. so these are the one of the news uh, given by the uh, nasa uh, nasa space organization that he's uh, it is launching our the next uh, moon space mission uh, and also uh, sending the mannequins to the moon not the astronauts and of course it's being delayed uh, due to weather conditions storm weather conditions approaching uh, in the area so yep moving on towards next topic Mexico earthquake triggers desert tsunami 1500 miles away in Death Valley cave. Hmm. About 5 minutes uh about 5 minute after the 7.6 magnitude earthquake hit near Mexico's southwest coast Monday typically calm water deep in Death Valley a national park cave started sloshing against the surrounding limestone rock. The reverberation uh the river Beration from the uh, earthquake more than 1500 miles away created what experts have called a desert tsunami which on Monday made waves erupt up to 4 feet high in the cave known as Devil's Hole a pool of water about 10 feet wide 70 feet long and more than 500 feet deep in Amargosa Valley Nevada The water is the partially filled cave has become an unusual indicator of seismic activity across the world with uh, with earthquakes across the globe as far as Japan, Indonesia and Chile causing the water to splash up devil's hole according to the National Park Service uh, service website interestingly the 6.8 magnitude earthquake that also hit Mexico southwest coast early Thursday not far from monday's epicenter did not agitate the water or create uh, any waves in devil's hole said kevin wilson national park service uh, aquatic ecologist thursday earthquake struck outside angulia a small town in the western state of micona can just about uh, just after 1 am and caused at least uh, two deaths Two people also died in Monday earthquake the epicenter also in Miko uh, Miko Akan through faster east 
It depends on the depth, magnitude, and location around the world, Wilson said. He said typically earthquakes along the Pacific rings of fire that reach or at or above a magnitude of seven will uh, register in Devil's Hole. Devil's Hole is home uh, to the under endangered pupfish, a unique breed that uh, can face short-term challenges following the geological phenomena, technically called as siege. The waves in the cave stir uh, sediment and splash away the algae growing on a shallow shelf, which the pu- uh, pup uh, fish rely on the f- on to feed and can also uh, smash uh, some pup fish eggs. Wilson said, but he said in the long term the movement from the earthquake helps uh, removes the buildup of organic matter, which over time can suck oxygen from the unique ecosystem. This kind of resets, uh, resets the system, Wilson said. He said that the waves uh, Monday lasted about 30 minutes before climbing down. Wilson said it's rare for for the grown pupfish to die in these events, but uh, said park rangers uh, will continue to provide supplemental feedings for the fish, which have seen resurgence in its population in recent years. In March, official recorded 175 of the Devil's Hole uh, pupfish up from 35 about a decade ago and Wilson said the fall co- uh, count is planned for this weekend to geothermal pool in the cave which stays at around 93 degrees year round coupled with its low oxygen levels makes Devil's Hole an extreme environment, Wilson said, not to mention the infrequent but repeated earthquake aftershocks. The pupfish have survived several of these events in recent years, Wilson said. We didn't find any dead fish uh, after the waves stopped. The last uh, such a desert tsunami was recorded in July 2019 when waves rose up to 15 feet, according to the National Park Service officials, after a 7 7.1 magnitude earthquake hit near Ridge Crust in Kern County. Hmm. So these are the things, these are the uh, one of the news which is being given to you guys. Uh, water break. DNA nets capture COVID-19 virus in low-cost rabbit uh, testing platform. Tiny net uh, woven from DNA stra- uh, strands can ensure the spike protein of the virus that caused COVID-19 lighting up the virus for a fast yet a sensitive diagnostic test and also impeding the virus from infecting cells, opening a new possible route to antiviral treatment and according to a new study. Researcher at the University of Illinois, Urbana Champaign, and collaborator demonstrated the DNA net's ability to detect and impede COVID 19 in human cell cultures in a paper published in the Journal of the American Chemical Society. This platform combines the sensitivity of PCR and the speed and low cost of antigen tests, said 
study lead uh, leaders yang wang a professor of bioengineering and of chemistry at elenios we uh, need test like this for a couple of reasons in uh, is to prepare for the next pandemic the other reason is to track ongoing viral epidemics not only coronavirus but also other deadly and economically impactful viruses like hiv or influenza dna is the best known for its genetic properties but it can also uh, can be folded into custom nanoscale structure that can perform function and specifically bind to other structures uh, much like proteins do the dna nets the elenios group developed were designed to bind the coronavirus spike protein the structure that uh, sticks out from the surface of the virus and binds to receptor on human cell to infect them once bound the net gives off a fluorescent signal that can that can be read by an inexpensive handheld device in about 10 minutes the researcher demonstrated that their dna nets effectively target the spike protein and were able to detect the virus at a very low levels equivalent to the sensitive of gold standard pcr test that can take a day or more or, or to result return results from a clinical lab the technique holds several advantage wang said it does not need any special preparation or equipment that can and uh, can be performed at room temperature so all a user would do is mix uh, to sample the sample with the solution read it the researcher estimated in the study that the method would cost 1.1 dollars 20 26 cents per test another advantage of this measure is that we can detect the ent- entire virus which is still infectious and uh, extinguish it from fragments uh, that may not be infectious anymore wang said this not only give patient or physician better understanding of whether they are infectious but it could greatly improve community level modeling and tracking of active outbreaks such as uh, through washed wastewater in addition the dna nets inhibited the virus spread in live cell uh, cultures with the antiviral activity increasing uh, with the size of the dna net a scaffold this points uh, to dna structure potential as therapeutic agent wang said i had this idea at the at the very beginning of the pandemic to build a platform for testing but also for innovation at the same time wang said lots of other groups working on innovatories are trying to wrap up uh, the entire virus or the parts of the virus that provide access to antibodies this is not good because you want uh, the body to form antibodies with the whole or dna net structures antibodies can still access the viruses the dna net uh, platform can be adapted to other viruses being said and even uh, multiplex so that a single test uh, could detect multiple viruses we are trying to develop a unified technology that can be used as a plug and play platform we want uh, to take advantage of dna sensor high bidding infinity low limit of detention low cost and rapid preparation wang said the paper is tilted nest shaped dna nanostructured designed for rapid sensitive detection and potential inhibition of the sars cov2 viruses so yep these are the thing uh, to capture uh, the uh, covid 19 uh, 
COVID-19 virus in a low surface and captures in the form of virus. Yeah, yeah, testing platform, of course. To detect, of course, to detect that the uh, patient is COVID-19 uh, is infected or not. Yep. Moving on towards next topic. First single crystal organometallic purpose cards optical fibers once again it's going to be an optical fibers thing due to their very high efficiency in transporting electric charge from flight purpose cards are known as the next generation material for solar panels and led displays a team led by dr lee sue at queen's mary university of london now have invented a brand new application of perverse cards as optical fibers. The results are published in Science Advances. Optical fibers are tiny wires as thin as human hair in which uh, light travels at a super fast speed, 100 times faster than electrons in cables. These tiny optical fibers transmit the majority of our internet data at present. Most optical fibers are made of glass. The purpose card optical fiber made by Dr. Su uh, team consists of just one piece of a purpose card crystal. The optical fibers have a core width as low as 15 cubic meter micrometer right micrometer the size of a human ear and are very flexible they are uh, they can be bent to a radius of 3.5 millimeter compared to the uh, to their polycrystal counter um, counterparts single crystal organometallic purpose cards are more stable more efficient more durable and have fewer defects scientists have therefore been seeking to make single crystal perovskite optical fiber that can bring this high efficiency to fiber optics dr sue reader in photonics at queen mary university of london said single crystal perovskite fibers could be integrated into uh, current fiber optical networks to substitute key components in the, in the system for example in more efficient lasting and energy conversions improving the speed and quality uh, of our broadband networks dr su team were able to grow and precisely control the length and diameter of single crystal organometallic perovskite fibers in liquid solution which is very cheap to run by using a new temperature growth method they gradually uh, change the heating position line contact and temperature during the processes to ensure continuous growth in the length while preventing random growth in the width with uh, their method the length of the fiber can be controlled and the cross section of the perovskite fiber core can be varied in line with their prediction due to single crystal quality these five their fibers proved to have good stability over several months and and a small transmission loss lower than 0 0.7 dec uh, decibel per centimeter sufficient for making optical devices they have Great flexibility can be bent to a radius as small as 3.5 uh, millimeter and larger photocurrent values than those of of a polycrystalline counterpart. The polycrystalline MAPBBR3 uh, milliwire photodetector with similar strength length. Doctor Su said this technology could also be used in medical imaging 
as higher uh, resolution detectors the small di diameter of the fiber can be used to capture a much uh, smaller pixel compared to the start of the art so that means by using our fiber so we can have uh, the pixel in micrometer scales given uh, giving a much much higher resolution image of doctors to make better and more accurate diagnosis we could also use uh, these fiber in textiles and that absorb the light then uh, when we are wearing for example clothes or a device with this kind of fiber wo woven into the textile they could convert the solar energy into the electric power so we could have solar powered clothing hmm so these are the things these are the one of the things that perovskites the new future in the optical fiber and it's very useful for the organometallic applications sorry organometallic devices so yeah i guess there no need to explanation of course because uh, author is already uh, well explained in the article itself an ai uh, an ai message decoder based on bacterial growth patterns hmm from a box of cracker jack to the da vinci code <laughs> every day is enjoy a decipher secret messages but biomedical engineer at duke university have taken the decoder ring to place it's never been before the patterns created by bacterial colonies depending on the initial condition used such as nutrient levels and space constraint bacteria tend to grow in specific ways the researcher created a virtual bacterial colony and then controlled growth condition and the numbers and the size of simulated bacterial dots to create an entire al alphabet based on how the colonies would look after they fill a virtual petri dish they call this encoding scheme amorphy the enco uh, the encoding is not uh, one to one as the final simulated pattern corresponding to each letter is not exactly the same every time however the researcher discovered that a machine learning program could learn to distinguish between the, them to recognize the letter intended a friend may see many images for uh, of me over the course of time but none of them will be exactly the same explained ling chang yu professor of biomedical engineering at duke but if the images are all constantly reinforcing what i generally look like the friends will be able to recognize me even if there are shown a picture of me they have never seen before to encrypt uh, real messages then cordal ends up creating a movie of a series of pattern each correlating to a different letter while they may look uh, similar to the unstrained eye the computer algorithm can distinguish between so long as the receiver knows the set of initial condition that leads to their con uh, creation an interloper sh uh, should not be able to crack the code without a powerful ai of their own yep so these are the things these are the one of the findings that how uh, encoding the system encrypt the real messages through the patterns through the things so yeah give the uh, cipher a try yourself you can uh, you can type in anything from your name to gitsburg address or even the christmas classic be sure to drink your overtelling we have provided you the uh, website uh, to 
download it or uh, is an uh, online tool which is uh, going to provide these things so yep this is the your named www.patternencoder.com so yep if you are willing to check it out uh, check it out otherwise leave it moving on towards next topic coral genome reveals sustaining surprises hmm model animal uh, model animals uh, such as mice and fruit flies have provided scientists with powerful insights into how cellular biology works however models animals are really just a guide and it can be risky to generalize finding across animals from studying a selection of model organism cysteine is an important amino acid used in multiple biological processes including metabolism and protein synthesis in animals cysteine biosynthesis was thought to be created exclusively via the transfluoration pathway with the cysto cystathionine b uh, synthase cbs enzyme as a key player however a previous research indicated that cbs gene had been lost in corals of the genus acropora the suggestion uh, the suggestion was that these corals could not produce cysteine themselves and had uh, to rely on symbiotic relationship with algae to receive it we weren't uh, searching for uh, possible cysteine biosynthesis in icoproroses postdoc octavio slasser who worked on the center uh, partnership fund uh, project with principal investigator manuel arenda from the coast and co-workers from the australian institute of marine science marine science we were generating a high quality genome of the coral acropora lorupes as a value genomic resource for future research with the high resolution genome complete the team decided to see if they could confirm that uh, the cbs gene was indeed missing salazar could find no sign of the gene at the locus where it was meant to be but he and his colleagues were not convinced that the oral coral had no other way of synthesizing cysteine I started searching uh, the genome of for genes encoding for enzymes that look similar to those in other known cysteine biosynthesis pathways such as those found in fungi and bacteria says Salazar I was quite surprised to find two enzymes in the coral with the uh, similarity to a recently identified alternative cysteine biosynthesis pathway in fungi to confirm that these enzymes encoded by the coral genes could uh, synthesize cysteine in uh, vivo the researcher uh, used yeast mutants with no cysteine uh, cysteine uh, biosynthesis capability and gave them the corresponding acropora genes the mutants began producing cysteine F- further the cost k o u s t team um, found uh, the, that both genes were present in the genomes of all animal phyla with uh, the exception of vertebrates arthropods and nematodes the precise three groups that uh, the most common animal models organism came from come from this study proves the value of keeping on 
an open mind when it comes to studying living creatures says aranda sometimes knowledge can put you in a box if you analyze data using only what you think you know you may uh, you may well miss something our acupoda genome will be hugely valuable for future studies and who knows it could reveal other unexpected details along the way the study uh, appears in uh, science advances hmm of course so these are the things these are the findings once again on the coral genome uh, reveals 16 as a new type of new type of gene uh, present in the seafood and in the uh, seawater mammals so yep moving on towards next topic new research throws doubt on old ideas of how hearing works hmm the way in which we experience music and speech differs from what has until now been believed this is the conclusion of the study by researcher at lingpong lingkoping university sweden and oregon health and science university us the result have been uh, published in science advance and may may and may make it possible to design other co clear impact implants we are social creatures the sound of other uh, people's voice is important for us and our hearing is directed at experiencing and distinguishing voices and human speech sound that arrives at the outer ear is carried by the ear uh, drum to this spiral shaped inner ear also known as the co- cochlea the sensors uh, cells of hearing outer and inner hear cells are located in the cochlea the sound waves cause the hairs of the inner hear uh, cell to bend sending a signal through the nerves to the brain which interprets the sound we hear for the past 100 years we have believed that each sensory cell has its own optimal frequency a measure of the uh, number of sounds waves per second the hair cell responds more strongly uh, to this frequency the, this idea means that a sensory cell with an optimal frequency of 1000 hertz would respond much less strongly to sound with a frequency slightly slow, lower or higher it has lo- uh, it has also been assumed that all parts of the cochlea work in the same way now however our research team has discovered that this is not the case of sensory cell that process sound with the frequency under 1000 hertz considered to be low frequency sound the vowel sound in human speech lie in this area our study shows that many cells uh, in the inner ear react simultaneously to low frequency sound we believe that this make it easier to explain low frequency sound than would otherwise be the case since the brain receive information from many sensory cells at the same time says anders finsberg a professor in the department of biomedical and clinical science at ling kuping university The scientists believe that the construction of our hearing system makes it more robust if more sensory cells are damaged many other remains that can send nerve impulses to the brain it is not only the uh, vowel sound of human speech that lie in the low frequency uh, region many of the sounds that go or 
to make up music also lie here middle c on a piano for example has a frequency of 262 hertz this result may eventually be significant for people with severe hearing impairments the most successful treatment currently available in such cases is a cochlear implant in which electrodes are placed into the cochlea the design of current cochlear uh, implants is based on the assumption that each electrode should only give nerve stimulation at certain frequency in a way that tries to copy what we believed about uh, the function of our hearing system we suggest that changing the stimulation method at low frequency will be more similar to the natural stimulation in the hearing experience of the user should in the uh, should in this way be improved says anders frinsberg the researcher now plan to examine how their new knowledge can be applied in practice one of the projects they are investigating concern new method to stimulate the low frequency parts of the cochlea this result uh, come from experiments of on the cochlea of geneva pigs whose hearing in the low frequency region is similar to that of humans okay i guess once again there is no need for explanation or having short summary of this article because it's well explained by the author itself so we are moving towards next topic catalytic process with linking uh, ling lignin could enable 100% sus- uh, sustainable aviation fuel hmm okay so most of uh, many of the researchers are focusing on the aviation fuel industry so yeah, of course it's the requirement and under utilized natural resource could be just what's the airline industry need to curb carbon emission yes research at three institute the us department of energy national renewable energy laboratory nrel and the master uh, and the massachusetts institute of technology mit and the washington state university report success in using lignin as a part uh, towards a drop in 100% st- uh, sustainable aviation fuel lignin make uh, makes up the rigid parts of the cell walls of plants other plant uh, parts of the plants are used for biofuels but lignin has been largely overlooked because of the difficulty in breaking it down chemically and converting it into useful products the newly published uh, research demonstrated a process the researcher developed to remove the oxygen from lignin such uh, that the resulting hydrocarbons uh, could be used as a jet fuel blend stock uh, the research continues hydro deoxygenation to lignin to jet range aromatic hydrocarbons appeared in the journal jewel greg beckman and earl christens are the researchers involved from nrel the paper points to the need to use sustainable sources for jet fuel as the airline industry has pledged to dramatically reduce carbon emission airline consume 106 billion gallons of jet fuel globally during 2019 and that number is expected to more than double by 2050 accomplishing the industry goals of achieving net carbon neutrality during the same period will require a massive uh, deployment of sustainable aviation fuel saf with high blend limits with conventional fuel yes 
Jet fuel is blended mixture of different hydrocarbon molecules including aromatics and cycloalkenes. Current uh, commercialized technologies do not produce these components to qualify for a 100% SAF. Instead, SAF blend stocks are combined with conventional hydrocarbon fuels as the largest source of renewable aromatics in nature. Lignin uh, could hold the answer to achieve a complete bio-based jet fuel. This newly published work illustrates the ability of a lignin pathway to complement exile existing and other developing pathways specifically the lignin pathway described in the new work allows the saf to have fuel system compatibility at higher blend ratios because of the recall citerance lignin is typically burned off for heat and power or used only in low value application previous research has yielded lignin oils with the high oxygen contents ranging from 27% to 34% but to be used as a jet fuel that amount must be reduced to less than a half percent. Other processes have been tried to reduce the oxygen content uh, but the catalyst involved required expensive noble metals and proved to be low yielding researcher at the trial of the institution demonstrated an efficient method that used earth abductant molybdenum carbide as the catalyst in a continuous process achieving an oxygen content of about 1%. Hmm. I guess there is no need for explanation because of course uh, the jet fuel needs for a total uh, sustainable aviation fuel in the aviation industry and that's all world countries need to be required in the future world okay we have an interesting uh, topic okay let's read it and uh, see what we get variables uh, variable sensors styled into t-shirts and face masks <laughs> right let's see read it Imperial researchers have invented new low-cost uh, sensors that monitor breathing, heart rate, and ammonia into t-shirts and face masks. Potential applications range from monitoring exercise, sleep, and stress to diagnosing uh, and monitoring disease through breath and vital signs. Spun uh, from a new imperial developed cotton-based conductive thread called P-Cortex, uh, the sensor costs little to manufacture, just 0.15 cents, produces a meter of thread to seamlessly integrate more than 10 sensors into clothing and P-Cortex is compatible with industry standard computerized embroidery machines. First author of the research, Fahad Alans Bona, a PhD candidate Imperial Department of Bioengineering said, the flexible uh, medium of clothing means our sensors have a wide range of application. Yes, they are also relatively easy to produce, which means we could scale up manufacturing ushers in a new generation of variables in clothing. The researcher embroidered the sensor into the face mask to monitor breathing, a t-shirt to monitor heart activity, and a textile to monitor gases like ammonia, a component at the breath that can be used to detect liver and kidney functions. The ammonia sensor were developed uh, to test whether a gas sensor could uh, also be manufactured using embroidery. 
Fahad added, we demonstrated application in monitoring cardiac activity and breathing and sensing gases. Future potential applications include diagnosing, monitoring disease and treatment monitoring the body during exercise, sleep and stress and using bacteria heaters and anti-static clothing. The research is published in materials today. Seamless sensors. Wearable sensors like those on smartwatches let us continuously monitor our health and well-being non-invasively until now however there has been a lack of sustainable conductive threads which explains why variable sensors seamlessly integrate into clothing aren't yet widely uh, available enter p-cortex developed and spun into sensors by imperial researcher the material is machine washable and is less breakable and more uh, electrically conductive than commercially available silver-based conductive threads, meaning more layers can be added to create complex uh, types of sensors. The researcher tested the sensor against commercially available silver-based conductive threads during and after they were embroidered into clothing. During embroidery, P-Cortex was more reliable and less uh, likely to break, allowing uh, for more layers to be embroidered on the top of each other. After embroidery, P-Cortex demonstrated lower electrical resistance than the silver-based threads, meaning they perform better at conductivity electricity. Lead author Dr. Fidat Gooders also, the Department of Hygiene said P-Cortex is high, performing strong and adaptable dif uh, to different needs. It's readable, scalable, meaning we can produce large volume inexpensively using both uh, domestic and industrial computerized embroidery machines. Our research opens up exi uh, existing possibilities for variable sensors in everyday clothing by monitoring bre uh, breathing hearth heart rate and gases, they can uh, already be seamlessly integrated and might even be able to help diagnose and monitor treatments of disease in the future. The embroidered sensor retained the intrinsic properties of the fabric such as wearability, breathability and feel on the skin. They, also, uh, they are also machine washable to up to 13 degrees Celsius. Next, the researcher will explore new application areas like energy storage, energy harvesting and biochemical sensing for personalized medicine as well as finding partners for commercialization, P.PSS, modified cotton, conductive thread for mass uh, manufacturing of textile based electrical variable sensor, biocomputerized embroidery was published September 6, 2022 in materials today okay okay so these are okay one of the application being used by the scientist by the researcher and i guess once again there is no need for explanation and we are moving on towards next topic and the last topic of the day wave energy technology could generate electricity from ocean waves clothing cars and buildings hmm. imagine this Clothing that charges uh, you, uh, your smartwatch as your walk. Buildings that vibrate in the wind and power your lights. A road that extracts energy from the friction created by moving cars. And flexible structures that change shape in ocean waves to generate clean electricity for communities around the world. 
it is not science fiction someday we could harness these natural occurring energy resources thanks to a fledgling technology domain that just earned its first patent distributor embedded energy uh, converter technologies or tech tech pro, uh, pronounced tech tech for short uh, the invention uh, first patent specifically for application marine renewable energy okay clean power generated from ocean and rivers uh, waves currents and tides but tech tech uh, could uh, eventually uh, transform sources of everyday energy including almost all physical motions or dynamic shapes changes into electricity or other forms of usable energy the tech tech uh, domain has legs and is growing okay said blake boron a senior engineer at the national renewable energy laboratory nrel and the lead inventor of the on the patent along with his joachim weber chief engineer for nrel's water programs uh, water power program deck tech uh, might very well have the legs uh, to move into buildings clothing and roads but it is starting in the ocean okay the patent shows uh, that we are gaining momentum in a fruitful area of research hmm okay boron said so how uh, this uh, promising tactic uh, domain actually work hmm picture once again okay picture picture a snake uh, sea snake uh, the snake uh, can swim thanks uh, to an anti intricate partnership between its many pliable muscle cells in the deck tech domain individually energy converters work together like muscle cells to create a larger structure much like the snee snake most devices use one a generator to convert ocean energy into usable clean and renewable sources of energy including electricity but deck tech amasses it many tiny converters to form one larger often flexible energy converter deck tech uh, uh, gives researchers and developers an entirely new way of thinking about how to convert marine energy from ocean waves tides and currents into more usable form of energy such as electricity modern said combined these tiny energy converters can form the foundation of fabrics bulk heads support structures and more building a range of deck tech based energy converting structures for example deck tech based uh, wave energy converts could lo uh, look like balloons that contract and expand uh, snakes that undulate or paddles that twist and bend to harness ocean wave energy hmm. these adaptable balloons snakes and paddles could uh, come with big uh, benefits to flexible wave energy converters also known as flex vex uh, can harness and convert waves into usable energy throughout uh, their entire structure so no matter where or how more how wave energy interacts with a uh, device structure energy converter so will be uh, there to transform that wave into power because flex vex do not concentrate ocean wave energy into singular energy converter like a lone rotary generator or hydraulic piston cylinder or one power transmission system like a drive shaft or a gearbox they avoid accumulating ocean waves fo uh, forces that could potentially shut off or damage the missions indeed 
other wave energy converters often use large steel frames to protect their rigid bodies from oceanic forces but those frames can be expensive and heavy instead flex wax can go with the flow hmm. flex wax frames uh, could also enable them to harness energy from a far wider range of ocean location and wave energy frequency one day they could be deck tech based marine renewable energy farms of the coast uh, of california oregon and or washington with these types of wave energy converters potentially providing coastal communities or the utility grid at large boren said hmm. high cost uh, are one of the last major hurdles and uh, that's the blomising marine energy industry must overcome to start uh, powering those communities and deck tech uh, flexible archer types could offer uh, an especially cost effective way to harness wave energy because flexwax hosts far more than one energy uh, converter they could require fewer uh, maintenance trips if only a small group of tiny converters require fixing all other could continue operating flexwax uh, can also be built with more sustainable cost effective materials making them easier to install and control once uh, out in the ocean greater control could mean increased energy production allowing operator to adapt to changing ocean condition to harness the greatest amount of potential energy hmm. because of uh, the deck tech uh, domain is still relatively new boron and steam are working hard to explore uh, exactly how this technology uh, could create a new generation of marine energy device and other energy generating materials and born in recent a patent was a big push towards a deck tech future the patent uh, gives further credence as to what a deck tech could become of course that's the main question boron said now we have uh, we have a patent foundation to further develop and promote deck tech both with neral and with our external collaborators and and industry so yeah this is the one of the i mean new uh, new technology stream or technology domain so uh, yeah it's interesting so i guess there is going to be more technology coming in this in this domain of the deck tech okay let's re- uh, let's see what's we get in the future but for of course uh, this is the new domain for many of our scientists and researchers uh, all around the world yeah okay uh, as we uh, i guess this is the end of this podcast and as i already previously discussed that we have started a newsletter for those people who are interested in the information uh that is not easily available on the surface web and it will be provided only to the our subscribers and yes we have started an offer starting from $1 uh, that will be provided from the next year till next year so it's uh going to be uh, for few uh, period of time uh, limited period of time so if you are interested subscribe to uh, this newsletter otherwise leave it and enjoy this podcast yeah till then keep researching stay curious stay healthy